episode of the Empowering Minutes podcast. So this is Maureen Quinda, your podcast host, learning leader, researcher, speaker, and leadership coach. So guess who we have on the show today, the incredible Denise Rhodes. Denise is a leadership coach, speaker, and trainer. And it's interesting how I met Denise. We are both um, certified by the John Maxwell program. And so that's how we did connect and uh, we attended a conference together and we just had an instant connection. And uh, we've been you know, connecting since then through the John Maxwell Network. So I'm so excited to have Denise on the show here with me. So if you wanna get us started by telling us about yourself, what you do and how you got, you know, you ever got into training and development. For me, I got into training and development accidentally. I have shared that information before in a previous podcast. I think it's episode one or, or three or something where, you know, I got into the field where I was asked to lead a training project and that's how I got in. And before you know it, I became a corporate trainer. And so then I, I got into instructional design and here we are. So I really uh, understand many people get into it accidentally, either through facilitating training. So I'm just curious how you ever, what you know, form of uh, exposure you had with training and how you got into it. Hi, I'm very excited to be here. And I had not heard that. I didn't, I must have missed that podcast, but um, you are, I got into training and development much the same way as you did. <laughs> I had a, kind of a childhood that some might call troubled, uh, but as a young child, some, some of my earliest memories are teaching, quote, I got air quotes here, teaching my little brother how to play football, and I was maybe eight, and he was maybe six, mm -hmm. from what I had learned on the TV. So um, I guess I'm one of my main spiritual gifts is teaching, so I kind of demonstrate that, and as a young adult in the restaurant business, I tr I just tripped into a position uh, doing traveling and training. Mm -hmm. And I have always kind of done that. Once I got out of restaurant, I got into big, I call it my, my big girl job. My career uh, has been more office stuff. And I've always kind of fallen into that, helping, wanting to help people succeed and wanting to help uh, discover more efficient ways and better ways to do things. So I stumbled into it, maybe you would say. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And uh, that's the beauty of training and development or learning and development, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, um, we have the passion to help people to do better in their jobs in one, in, in one way or the other. And that really ties in with teaching too, because that's what teachers are called to do. So having that background where you're passionate about teaching, also discovering it that early that it's a gift and you're actually teaching football, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, right. So. I, have no, I, I have no interest in football. I have no idea, <laughs> but I knew enough from the... Um, from having watched it on TV that you had to get, that there were two teams and each team's goal was to get the, the ball against across one line. And the other team's goal was to stop them to do that from doing that. And that's what I was teaching my six-year-old brother. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you guys had fun with it. That's we what, did. Yeah, training is really uh, a broad field. People do, I, some people design training, some people do facilitation, some people do, you know, there's just, uh, there's just so many options out there. So that's really exciting. Thank you for, 
sharing with us. And I know you don't only have experience in training, even though you kind of stumbled on it, as like you, you mentioned, you also have, you know, an interesting, diverse background. You know, you have had various roles even in, in, in finance, in, you know, in a finance background, you know, training facilitation, you know, where you were even working at one point as a business manager, you also have, you know, experience working in restaurants. That's just amazing because you see that the, the you know, the the skills are transferable depending regardless of what industry you find yourself in so um that's uh, amazing but i also know that you're a leadership coach speaker and consultant so how did you uh become interested in leadership coaching i'm curious uh actually our covid induced um i call it sanctuary time i think other people are calling it um What's the word? What are some of the words that we've used for it? Um, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pandemic. Uh, yeah. They call it. They're calling it isolation. Things are a little more negative, like like we've been forced to disconnect from the world. And I'm a social being. I like to engage with people. And so at first, that was like it was for me. I mean, it felt punitive. But then after I had kind of settled into it a little bit, I started calling it sanctuary time. Mm -hmm. And that helped me kind of resettle. I got lost. I kind of lost track of um, my purpose and the impact that I could have on the world. And but during that sanctuary time, I started to get recentered. And believe it or not, I became aware of the John. I knew who John Maxwell was. I had I had followed him throughout the years, done a few of his little studies or whatever. And um, during that time, though, I saw and like something on Facebook. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I I expressed an interest interest, and ended up with a call and got so having a call and um, signing up for the team mm -hmm. and just got so excited about the uh, resources and frankly encouraged to follow my dream. That's wonderful. And I know like coaching is really a hot field right now. We have so many coaches, uh, you know, there are different niches. My, uh, my episode podcast episode eight, I talked about, you know, there's common misconceptions about uh, coaching. And so if anyone's interested in uh, learning about those mis misconceptions and how to you know, grow as a coach or an aspiring coach, I encourage you to go and check out that podcast. So um, in my field of training and development, I've seen so many coaches with a training background. And you know, uh, I'm just curious, does your training experience help you in a way you know, as a coach or as a speaker? Uh, do you, would you like to share with us uh, any comments you have about that? It does. Uh, it at a basic level training uh, is. Um, I kind of look at training as more of a how to. It's a mechanics. First, you do A, B, C, and D, and then you repeat it until someone gets good at something. And coaching is more of a uh, asking questions and helping somebody figure out their own path and get to their success from it. Right. So, but I think the, the basic, the bottom line kind of root of both of those is realizing that uh, we're all in a position of influence mm -hmm. and we're all in a position where we could improve upon things. We could do better on mm -hmm. many things and training, coaching, 
training is more directive. Coaching is more uh, kind of guiding and pulling mm -hmm. people to the right place. So the mm -hmm. skills are not different. The root is not different, but I think coaching is more empathetic, maybe if you will, to the ongoing success of someone. Yeah. I kind of like, you know, the old saying where if you, you can teach, you can give a man a fish and he eats for a meal, you <laughs> teach a man to fish and he will eat, he can eat yeah. for however long he can provide meals for himself. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree that even though they're different, but some of the skills are transferable and, you know, in coaching, we're looking at, you know, as coaches, uh, creating awareness in, in the clients, in the people that we coach. So I see how, you know, your training background can definitely add value to that, you know, in their lives. So um, that's really great. In uh, the second episode of my show, I had um, the first guest on my show, actually, that's Dr. Luke Hobson. He shared some tips on public speaking and how you can, uh, you know, you can uh, leverage public speaking, you know, in our field. And I do agree with him that public speaking is a skill that those in our field can also benefit from because you're, you're a trainer, right? So you're definitely having the opportunity to speak to people, even though you might be speaking to people in a room, depending on whatever training role may be. But I definitely think that you right now, who's a leadership coach and speaker, and then, you know, with a training background, I, I, I see how, you know, that background can definitely also uh, be transferred to public speaking. How, how, what are your thoughts on that? Um, actually it's, it's become, I'm going to go back to that, like that time there was, I don't know if I can point to a certain time last year, but that it was maybe a period of time span mm -hmm. of time when we, um, when we, I call, I call it sanctuary time where kind of settled, disengaged mm -hmm. from the world a little bit and settle a little bit. And I came to realize that when you say public speaking, I bet you many of our listeners are thinking of, they have a picture in their brain of their pastor or, <laughs> you know, somebody or a, or a um, politician standing up, making a speech. It's like a formal, I'm going to put on a suit and tie and get up there and do public speaking. But the reality is that every time we open our mouth, we have an opportunity to influence Absolutely. and we're doing it. We're doing it like this verbally. We're doing it on social media. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I realized colleague, as a auntie, as a um, trainer, as a pet parent, that we influence, we all have influence. Yeah. And we have to, we can choose if whether to use it well, or to use it poorly. And there's such a fear of public speaking, mm -hmm. that um, it's difficult sometimes it's, I guess I should say it's easy for people to get intimidated by that quote unquote yeah. public speaking. Mm -hmm. And if we would just, we could just get easy with it and get our thoughts and thoughts in line. And we, we would be able to transfer those skills to everything, everything. Yes. Totally Facebook I, posts. I, LinkedIn. I definitely agree. Yep. You're spot on on that. That's wonderful. And I have a podcast that's going to come out sometime and it's going to focus on you know, how to overcome the fear of public speaking, because many people, you know, don't even realize that that's something that they can work on. Some people just think, oh, no, this is not for me. 
or you know you have to be a keynote speaker you know there are different ways that you can still speak and uh, you can overcome that fear and still be able to you know uh, add, add value or influence the lives of other people because we remember being forced to do it in school and it was a painful thing and it was scary and teenagers are mean to each other and you know it it was a it was a scary painful thing and it's i i hope that we can line up some successes for people and little ones just a little nugget of success time so that you're not as afraid of public speaking i'm excited to hear that podcast when it comes out you're going to let us know right yes definitely i'll let you know it's uh we have to like really unlearn some of those habits you know that we knew you know growing up that this is something that's scary it's also you know think about like most people didn't end up doing stem or doing math because they were just scared of math um that fear kind of like limited them in so many ways so those limiting beliefs sometimes can stop us from really being good at what we're called to do so i uh, look forward to uh, release that podcast soon and uh, definitely you'll be you you'll be informed about it that's so, exciting stuff yeah <laughs> yeah we talk about leadership all the time and uh, we talk about you know uh, an, an interesting t- topic is that of leadership and titles now when you look at most jobs or even in in, in, in training and development someone might start up as a training consultant and then a training manager and a training director and then you know the, the titles go on and on and some people even change jobs because they're looking for specific leadership titles mm-hmm. You know, they may be interested in uh, interested in being a CEO or, you know, uh, just having some leadership title. Now, by the same vein, employees sometimes quit or I would say quit organizations because they don't have the title that they, they deserve. Right. I thought they were going to promote me to this title, to this position. I didn't get it. So I quit. Now I'm going to go to another organization looking for one title or another. So titles seem to be a big deal for some people, but for others, not so much, you know? So as a leadership coach, what are your thoughts about job titles? I mean, do titles define leaders? They absolutely do not. And I'm gonna go back to, you mentioned it earlier because you know this about a little bit about my history, but um, one of the roles that I've had in my professional life, my big girl life, it was a business manager and that was kind of, I was pretty proud of that title. I was the business manager of a car dealership. And ultimately I was not doing that much different than I am now. I was responsible for making sure that the loan paperwork was done correctly. The titling paperwork was done correctly and selling extended warranties. Mm-hmm. Um, so in hindsight, it was not that glamorous, <laughs> but the title um, that I was so proud of and happy to get, um, in, uh, kind of indicated that it was a, a big fancy job. So, yeah. um, I don't put much stock in it and it's maybe cause I'm getting to be an old lady. I've got a few years of experience in, you know, behind me under my belt, but I just don't put much stock in titles. In fact, you know, I, one of my best managers in my life, my professional life since I was 16 and started working, mm-hmm. uh, was a, he was a manager in the restaurant business mm-hmm. and he, he still to this day has the most respect for me. I think he had, I think he had an assistant manager title. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, that was, that's an, it's not, it's a title, but it's an assistant manager title, but he has the most respect from me 
mm-hmm. to this day because he's the one that showed up with his sleeves rolled up. He was savvy enough about the business and he could sit back for a couple seconds and go, this is where, where we need help to get the ship to rights. And he would, he would wash dishes. He would prep more vegetables if we need them. He would cook off a rush on the grill. He did what needed to be done to keep the restaurant ship Mm -hmm. flying, sailing. I have other managers throughout my career who I, there's one that I worked with for two years and I'm not sure that he even, and he was, he has a C in front of his title starts with a C. I'm not sure he knows my name. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I just, I, I couldn't agree with you, you know, more, um, you know, titles do not define great leaders. Like you just gave us a very good example. You know, you remember him not because he wasn't, he wasn't a, you know, a manager. You remember him because he added value to you and he, you know, modeled, he demonstrated servant leadership, you know, and that, that really added value to you. And that's what, you know, we're looking at. So the ability of the leader to add value to people seem to be the most important thing. You know, uh, it's good to have a title. However, a title doesn't define you. It doesn't define you as a leader. It doesn't make you as a good leader. You know, so as a leadership coach, you know, what would you say to leaders who believe so much about, you know, uh, that leadership is about titles? What would you say to them? I say this to leaders and to pretty much anybody who will listen is that success is not about what your title is or how much money you make or where you live or what kind of car you drive or even really how you treat your team. It's more about how you conduct yourself. What's your character? Um, It's about your relationships. That manager I just told you about, I'm on a first name basis with him. I've not worked for him with or for him or with him for over 20 years, but we are still in contact. The one that I'm not sure knows my name. I haven't seen him in months and I probably will never see him again. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. The good thing is the guy that I have that relationship with, um, He's one of the ones that even out once I, I left that position, he mm-hmm. still shows up. He's, he's, it's a, it's about relationship is I guess what I'm saying is that, um, if you can develop and feed into the relationships, you're going to develop teams that are going to succeed at, I don't care what you decide to do. I don't care what ball you want to pick up and mm-hmm. run with. You're going to succeed. Absolutely. That's, and that's, that's great because, you know, many people really need to unlearn those habits, those toxic leadership habits where you're thinking, okay, I'm a title. I need to get this title. I need to get this title, you know, but then you're not modeling, you know, uh, modeling as a good leader. You're not adding value to people. You're not influencing people. You know, I, I love this, this quote that, you know, if you're a leader and you don't have followers, then you're actually taking a walk. You're not really leading. So um, we're yeah. saying this to those who are out there who, who are already leaders and also for aspiring leaders out there who, who are listening, just remember it's not about titles, it's about you adding you know, value to people's lives. So I, I, I really love this podcast that is really focused on leadership and I really appreciate the, you know, your comments and your um, contributions when it comes to leadership you know, from the standpoint uh, you know, of a leadership coach. So thank you so much, Denise. I know there is a common misconception about management and leadership. 
So, you know, just to clarify for anyone who's confused out there, management is a process while leadership is people. So I, I really think that if leaders could focus on growing their people and adding value to them, the workplace experience would be even more impactful. So um, when you, we're taking all those surveys in the workplace, you know, engagement, employee engagement surveys, many people are always, you know, having negative feedback because of those experiences that they're having with their, um, with their leaders or with their managers. But if we could be more conscious about how we're leading, you know, as leaders, then the environment is going to be more positive and there's going to be even um, less, you know, turnover with people quitting their jobs every day because people yes. really don't quit their jobs. They quit their managers. Yes. So, so if we think about that, you know, we want to be able to add value to people. We don't want to make people leave the job that was supposed to be a dream job for them because we're not able to lead. That's really doing people a disservice. So I'm just encouraging anyone out there, if you're an ex aspiring leader um, or you're already in a leadership role, it's time for you to just think about it. How are you leading, right? Is it about a title? Are you hung up the title? Or are you really thinking about developing your people? Are you really thinking about adding value as a leader to people? When you add value to people, then they will turn around and be interested in what you do and what you are because and who you are because you've added value to them. But if you're just thinking about, you know, uh, doing things the other way around, no one really cares, really. So, you know, the question is, what do you want to be remembered for while you're still here as a leader? You know, that's food for thought for anyone who's listening to this podcast. So I want to really thank you so much, Denise, for your great contributions. This is great. This is great. We want to really make a difference in our world out there. You know, even if you're an aspiring leader or you're someone who is a leader in, in, in learning and development or, or any other field, we want to make sure that you're having the right approach, the right message to be able to add value to people's lives. It's not really about titles. So I'm glad you're, you're passionate about this topic and we have this in common, Denise. So together we're going to try to change the world, right? Yes. <laughs> we're going to try to change the world. Keep on keeping on, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So this has been great. This has been great. So uh, we would always wrap up our podcast with our signature question. What does empowerment mean to you as a leadership coach? Actually, um, I would say that empowerment means it's sort of the common theme in what we've talked about today is that in what my life has been essentially that we um you can give the people the tools to do and you can give them direction now do this now do this now do this and right. what they're doing is there it's that management is process right. leadership is more like giving them the basics teaching them the basics and then empowering them to go do it now you have the tools go do it you're empowered to um, go and inspire and really do things beyond anything that we could even imagine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed our chat and uh, I'm sure our listeners out there have learned a whole lot too. You know, um, go and be the, le the leader that you're called to be. Don't be hung up on titles and go ahead and uh, add value, be of influence to someone else's life. So I just want to wish you the best in your leadership and coaching journey, in your speaking journey as well. And uh, 
you don't no longer play football, so I wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too old for that football stuff. No. <laughs> but I'm excited about your journey, and uh, I know that that would be, you know, on the lookout for you, you know, as you grow in your coaching field, and uh, hopefully, you know, people who want to get to know you, they would find you on LinkedIn, on social media, right? Correct. And, um, and uh, yeah, so people can find your LinkedIn to connect with you. And if they want to have this conversation, talk about leadership. If they would like to connect with you, I always say that any, any coach needs a coach. So if someone is looking for a coach or someone who's sharing your ideas about leadership, definitely you can connect with Denise on social media. So thank you so much uh, and best wishes to you in your personal and professional coaching journey. Thanks again. And to all of our listeners out there, it's been a great time. With Denise and I thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for having me.